Personal branding and Instagram is a great way to explain or get across to people what you offer in the absence of dentistry, which is very, very important when it comes down to patients deciding whether you're the right dentist for them. What's up, everybody? Today we have Dr. Joyce Kong, one of America's top 40 dentists under 40. She obtained her Doctor of Dental Surgery at the University of the Pacific, Arthur A. Dugoni School of Dentistry and completed her advanced education in general dentistry at Jacoby Medical Center. Dr. Joyce is also a medical influencer on Instagram, and she's one of the few virtual smile specialists in Orange County. Join us as we talk about social media, personal branding, and professionalism. Let's get to it, and now tell us what's up. Welcome to Tooth Untold Podcast, where we interview exceptional dentists from around the world. In each episode, we probe the mind of a dentist and extract wisdom and knowledge from their experiences. Now here's your host, Kevin Zappa. All right, let's get started. So how did you start your own personal brand as Joyce the Dentist? on Instagram? Oh, man, it goes way back because I think that I really just started my personal brand when I started Instagram, you know, personal branding wasn't like huge. It just became huge recently. All of a sudden, everybody is starting a brand or like everyone's like, I need to start a personal brand. But when I first started um, sharing my professional life on Instagram. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know that I was building a personal brand. And now it's super important because everyone's doing it, but I didn't know that that was what I was doing. So I started my Instagram in February, 2018. And I was just posting, like I thought Instagram was like a website. Like you needed to have an Instagram, just like you have a website. And back then, not all dental practices were on Instagram, but I started noticing people were going on Instagram. And there were no such things as like dental influencers or whatever. Um, you're just posting like generic photos of your practice and stuff like that on Instagram. So I was just like thinking, how can I post something that's not so boring? <laughs> and then um, what I found is that it's just it was just easier to post about myself than it was to post about like other things because I found that people were more interested in in the personality or like the dentist behind the scenes than the actual um like what it what it's like being a dentist from like a from like a big over perspective like cloud perspective wait does that make sense yeah i feel like that makes sense you know from like from the outside i feel like as as um i started sharing more i realized that that's what, like the direction that i want to go in with my instagram and then um, little did I know that I was building a personal brand. It's really amazing how you have so many followers on Instagram. And is this something that happened overnight? No. So like I was saying, I started like three years ago on Instagram and I feel like I've been on Instagram for like three, three years. It's a long time. Um, I know people who grow faster than me, who have blown up especially with dental, it's kind of hard to blow up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think like food and interior design and some other categories are much more fun to follow. But when I had my first like even five followers, I was like, oh my gosh, 
people are actually following me and I'm a dentist. Since then, I've noticed that other people blow up faster. I just don't think I'm a very viral person. I just, my forte or like what I'm really good at is just showing up every day and being super consistent. So I'm actually really proud that um, I just keep showing up even though there's nothing like super amazing about me. I just keep showing up and then being super consistent and putting myself out there. And then, um, you know, that's always hard because you always invite people to judge you. But if you just keep putting yourself out there, then that's how you start growing your community. And it's a little bit more authentic that way too, because if you just blow up, people aren't really like there for you. They're just there because that one video like made them laugh or whatever. So I think um, I'm very just, I'm proud of showing up every day, even when I didn't know what I was doing or that it would pay off. Yeah, consistency is definitely key. And when it comes to these things, people will definitely judge, but you know, just do it anyways. So that brings me to my next question. So why is establishing a personal brand important? And when is the best time in your career to start the brand? That's funny. I always, I read my DMs and I get this question quite often from like dental students who are just starting their journey on Instagram. I think a lot of dental students have caught wind that this is very important. And those dental students are smart because it's good to start early because you need time on your side to grow. If you don't start early, then like you're losing all that time. But it is discouraging because when you first start, it almost feels like you're just talking to yourself, right? Like you, you keep posting, but you're not getting a lot of engagement. Um, I always just say, keep posting. <laughs> for a lot of those students, I actually give them like little tips for Instagram because Instagram is not as straightforward as people think. And I didn't know this either. I wish somebody told me, but it's not just like that you get lots of engagement because your post is so good. <laughs> Um, it, you have to also put yourself out there. You have to be super interactive with people. And I think a lot of people want to create that relationship so fast, but Instagram is just like in real life, you create friendships slowly. And so, um, if you start showing up in the community pretty consistently and creating those relationships with people, then eventually, uh, you will, you'll start to grow and it doesn't happen super fast, but um, you just have to stick with it. One of the tips I, I give is like, if you are really trying to grow, you kind of want to show up everywhere. Like what I did when I first started trying to grow was I would go and comment on everybody's, like I'd read everybody's post and then comment on everybody's post. And I think that a lot of people don't do that because they feel like it's competition, but Instagram is one of those platforms where, um, it's all like collaboration wins over competition. And so you really can't grow by yourself on Instagram. You have to grow as part of your community. I actually have a really funny story to tell you. So when I first started this account, I posted a story and I wasn't getting that much engagement on it. And maybe five minutes after, you know, I went back to it and I took it down because I didn't get that much engagement on it. Right. So, yeah, it could definitely be uh, discouraging. But like, as you said, you know, stay on top of it, keep showing up and stay consistent. That brings me to my next question. So for your personal branding, what kind of benefits will you reap if you invest some time in it? So for me, I'm a practice owner. And so it's really important because there are so many practices in Southern California. I practice in Costa Mesa and 
it's a really saturated environment. So when you think about what dentists offer, it can be as simple as like fillings, crowns, veneers, you know, whatever services you offer. And if you think about it that way, it becomes like a very commoditized thing. And if you want to stand out as, as a practice, as a dentist, you have to think about what's gonna differentiate yourself. How are you gonna to communicate to people that you're more than just like a veneer? Because if a patient comes to you and is price shopping and says, how much are your veneers? And you say something that's a little more than the guy next door, why wouldn't the patient go to the guy next door? So personal branding and Instagram is a great way to explain or get across to people what you offer in the absence of dentistry, which is very, very important when it comes for comes down to patients deciding whether you're the right dentist for them. Um, they want to like things that, for example, you would get across that are not just related to dentistry. It's like your level of quality that you would offer or like the comfort. Or for me, like a lot of people come to me because I'm very relatable or that I spend a lot of time explaining to them or making sure that they're really comfortable and they understand everything that we're doing. And I'm not just rushing through them and they're not just a number to me, they're like a real patient. So um, Instagram and personal branding is a great way to get those things across. I always say personal branding or what a brand is, is how you make somebody feel even before they step foot into your office. So a lot of the people that come from Instagram, they already know what I'm all about. They already like know what I look like. You know, that's major because when I first started practicing, I was 23 years old and I, I didn't look like I had a lot of experience, even by the time I was 30 years old. Now I'm 34. Um, and now, you know, I built this like platform, but when I first started practicing, I just looked young and I didn't have a lot of experience. And so um, it would have been really nice to have a, a platform to let people know like, hey, I look young, but I actually have a lot more experience than the other guy who has like a mustache. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. would always choose the guy with the mustache. And I'm like, we graduated at the same time, you know? So it gives you, it just gives you a voice. I should start thinking about growing a mustache because I still get carded when I buy a lottery <laughs> ticket. So yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> Yeah, you, you savor those moments because I don't get carded anymore. And when I first graduated and I was like getting questioned so much by patients, I would be like a little bit like, hmm, when's this, this going to end? But now that I, I'm older, nobody, nobody asks me. And I'm like, oh my God, do I look old? <laughs> I'm like a little offended and sad, but you know, what can you do? I'm old. I'm older. I'm older. You just got it. update. No amount of Botox is going to take away those digits. <laughs> nah, you don't look old at all. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. You have to say that. <laughs> so I really wanted to ask you a question. Um, so in your opinion, how would you encourage others to reach out to mentors and develop relationships with people who know what you're going through? Oh my gosh. Did you just read something that I posted on Instagram today? <laughs> yes, I did. You caught me red-handed. <laughs> okay, so it's tough, right? Um, back in the day when I was a dental student, I didn't really have access to mentors in the same way because social media wasn't a big thing. So your mentors come from like 
you putting yourself out there to, to like really network. And honestly, when I was that age, I just didn't have the balls, you know, like I, I had a hard time talking to adults. Uh, maybe it's also because I'm Asian. It's, it's, I was just like a little bit more shy. It was hard for me to talk to adults. It was hard for me to look people in the eye, um, really hard to network. And I'm also introverted, which doesn't mean that you're not social, but I, I was just like really, really shy. And I didn't like networking events. Like the crowds also made me like really, really want to be reclusive. But nowadays people have this whole social media thing. And it's just awesome because you can reach out to people and see what happens. So um, I think one of the hard things about social media is that when you are looking for a mentor, sometimes like the only way to do it is by DMing someone being like, will you be my mentor? But then that becomes so weird for both parties. Like it has to feel weird as the student like who messaged you, but it also feels weird as like the dentist, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, this person wants me as a mentor. Should I say yes? Should I say no? Like, what does this entail? I think the better way to go about it is just to be like really natural and don't put all your eggs into one basket. Um, just stay up to date with the people who are putting themselves out there. Like for instance, for me, um, I've started to develop like real relationships. And this goes back to something I was saying earlier about Instagram is like, it takes time to develop those relationships. And there are plenty of people on Instagram, people who are like way more accomplished than me that even I look up to. And I've started just talking to them all the time. So that's what I just recommend is being as natural as you can, being yourself. And if you have questions, reaching out to them and really developing that relationship because I think the mentor-mentee relationship, it has to be organic. And the person that's on the other side, it can't feel like a job to them. It has to feel like something that they want to do for you. Um, like one, one girl that is now helping me with social media, I like adore her. She's this high school girl. She reached out to me when I was pregnant and she basically emailed me and she said, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And um, I'm just like really into what you're doing on social media and I'm a pre-dent. I want to go into dentistry, but I want to help you with like anything that you need help with. And she sent me, this is the kicker. <laughs> she sent me these thumbnails of my YouTube thumbnails. And she sent me like ones that are identical to the ones I made, but better, like her version. And she's like, I think these thumbnails are better than the ones that you make. And I opened this and I was like, huh, are they better? And I showed my husband, I was like, do you think these are better thumbnails than the ones that I make for, for YouTube? And he was like, yeah, they're better. And so, you know, she just caught my eye because I was just thinking, man, she has some balls, right? She has some balls to tell me like <laughs> she could do something better than me, but also you have to do something like that or like really put yourself out there and make make yourself available. She basically said, I can help you with anything. And I, I told her like, I don't need help. <laughs> but then later on, we, we left the door open. Um, once I became pregnant and I did need help, she's like the first person I thought of. I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I need help. And so she's been helping me and she's like really amazing. She's like the type of person where she made it her, she made it my problem or like she, she made herself available to me 
And then it's like a, a symbiotic type of relationship where she comes into the office where a lot of people do ask me to shadow and I really don't let them come into the office <laughs> because I don't have a lot of people come to the office. You know, my office is small. I don't have time to like let all these people shadow. I get like a shadowing request, request every single day, but I brought her in because I needed an assistant one day and she came in and she sectioned for me. And like, um, it just was very organic is my point out of, out of saying all of this is very organic. My dad always taught me that if you want something to be done, he grew up, he worked in like a corporate atmosphere. He says, if you ever want something done, you have to make it somebody else's problem. And so what she did was kind of that in that um, I, had, I had a problem, she had a solution. Um, so I think like once you start that relationship, someone like me, I would do stuff for her. Like if she needed something, I would do something for her. And I think that's really important to find somebody who like has that desire to help you. Because I think mentorship is not just about um, like telling people what they should do and how to be better, but it's also creating that space at the table. It's also like, if you were in a room of opportunities, like I would mention her which I have to other dentists who need help with social media. <laughs> so um, that's, you, you don't just want mentorship, you also want sponsorship. Hey guys, so I just wanted to get sidetracked a little bit. I have some very big news for you guys and I can't wait to share it. I partnered up with this amazing scrub apparel company from Australia. I don't want to spoil it for you just yet, so keep posted on my Instagram, which is at tooth.untold for more updates. So I really wanted to touch upon the topic about work-life balance. And, you know, I'm actually really impressed by the fact that you're not only a dentist, you are also a Instagram influencer. At the same time, you are a, a mom. So would you say that doctors and dentists have lives outside of the clinic? Yes. I think that I do more so these days. Actually, you'll see one of my posts. I'm trying to write a post, like I have pictures of myself, but one of the captions that I just wrote was like, reminder to self, your career is not everything. And for me, I was very tunnel vision when it came to my career. Like my career was everything to me. I didn't even want to have Preston. Like I didn't want to have a baby. I didn't want to grow a family because I, I just wanted to focus on my career, but there's, there's no reason to live your life like that. We, we should have lives outside of our careers. And actually, I think having life outside of your career makes you a better doctor because there's more for you to talk to people about. And also it makes you a little bit more empathetic too. Um, I have patients like who have little kids and sometimes they, are a couple minutes late or something because of their kid, which I hate people who are late. So I tend to be like about that, but I've relaxed a little bit. The office still needs to run, but you know, if somebody's a little bit late because of their kid, I, as long as it's like just something that happened, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I understand. I totally understand. <laughs> I think it's because like my parents were immigrants and they worked all the time. And actually I was raised by nanny. Uh, most of my life because my parents were always busy working 
So I just thought that that was how it needs to be. When I became a dentist, in a weird way, it, it reversed itself out because I saw that my mom was working so much and I realized that's not how I want to be when I, when I grow, grow up, which is now. Um, and then I also, you know, realized that making money is not, is not super motivating to me, which, um, I think for a lot of dental practice owners or business people, your revenue that you make is, is like a sign of success and is the way that we measure success for people as dental practice owners. But for me, that is not the case. And so I've structured my practice in that way. And I will continue to structure my practice in a way that accommodates the type of life that I want. I can totally relate. And, you know, I just, I just hope that, you know, in the future that I do have some time for work-life balance, which reminds me, I really admire how you could balance being a mom and a dentist at the same time. So, you know, how do you do it? I don't do the best at um, the social media thing. In terms of like hierarchy, obviously Preston is very important, but Preston, I get a lot of help. I think asking for help is so important. Um, that's how I asked that pre-dent for help because after, after I had the baby, I don't know if you know a lot about having babies, but my hormones were all weird and crazy after I had the baby. And I was just like hanging on for dear life because I was so sleepy and stuff like during my maternity leave. And I just didn't have any creative juices. But when you just, when I decided that I wanted to start making money on social media, you can't just step away, which is hard because sometimes we need a vacation from social media, but it, you really shouldn't be stepping away for a long period of time because it messes up your, your account. Because if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. People forget about you really fast. And then the algorithm doesn't like show your stuff to people. It's like a little tidbit about the algorithm. So it is important to keep showing up, even though sometimes you don't feel like it. And it's a fine balance because sometimes you do need a break. During the maternity leave, I did take a break um, from posting. But I realized while I took a break, and that's the first break I've ever taken since I started my account. I realized I needed help. And that's why I reached out to um, Rachel is her name. And she's been helping me. Um, and then my mother-in-law and Byron's mom also helped take care of the kids. I only work three days clinically. So even, even though I work three days clinically, it's a lot harder because I own the practice. So I have to take care of some of the things in the practice. But um, I have another doctor here who takes care of a day for me. And that actually helps me so that I can decompress from working clinically. And uh, what else? I think that's it. The other thing that I started doing is just valuing my time more and better and uh, valuing how to make how to make it more of an impact rather than being busy. So in my practice, personally, what I did was I dropped a few insurances. And what that means for my practice is that I'm less busy, but I get paid more. I get paid my UCR fee instead of my PPO fee. And that's always scary to do is drop insurances, but I, I thought it was a good time to do it because um, I 
analyzed my life and I said, I want my time in the office to be super impactful and to be worth it. If I'm going to spend it away from Preston, everything I have to do in the office needs to make sense for me to be away from the baby. So this brings me to my last question um, regarding professionalism. So being on social media, what are some of the posts that you think are too personal to, to be sharing? Oh, that's a really good question because um, one of the hard things about being on social media is drawing the line, the boundary of what is too personal to share. And for me, I always say what's too personal is like, if I had one glass of wine, we're okay, that's acceptable. But if I had two glasses of wine, I probably don't wanna share what's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> um, I think it's been very, very tough to be honest. It's really, really tough now that, you know, like, like when Black Lives Matter happened, it was, it was tough um, because I grew my account talking about like literally toothpaste and floss. And there's a part of me that wants to stay in my lane. And then there's a part of me that is, I'm just not like a, I don't watch the news and I'm, you know, politics and stuff is not my forte. I actually learn from other people rather than people learning from me when it comes to those things. And so I didn't feel like I had a, I had a place to really write something because I was absorbing information about what was going on. But what I found is that people expect people who are considered influencers, even though I'm just like a little micro influencer, people expect people like me to put things out there um, and to like correct the situation or like put out my thoughts. And it was, it was hard because I didn't have the thoughts. <laughs> and I feel like people always think that I'm gonna have the right answer, but I don't, I'm just like a normal person. And so um, it is hard to know what to post and what not to. I'm naturally not inclined to post anything about politics. I don't even watch the news. My sister is so into politics. She like will call me and tell me if something super important has happened. But my news is like, I watch reality television. <laughs> That's like what I do on my time off from practicing. And so like, that's how I unwind. And other than that, I don't have like much of an emotional capacity for anything else. That week, was it a week? It was like, it felt like a month that Black Lives Matter was happening as I was absorbing. It, it was very, very like taxing for me emotionally. And um, I felt like, oh, I need to write something because I'm processing all this stuff and I'm getting to a place where I could write something. But then I was like, I don't know if I'm saying things right. And I, I haven't learned everything yet. I did write down my thoughts eventually, but I didn't, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like the pressure. I like writing when I feel the need to. And so I did write something. I do think it's important, but I, I feel like next time I'm not gonna write something just because I feel like that is something that I should be doing as someone that people look up to. I think it's important to know when to say something and know when when to be a student again and to learn and like be humble enough to do that. And if people have a problem with that, um, then they probably shouldn't follow me because I don't claim to be an expert at everything. I'm a, I'm an expert at teeth, and let's just keep it at that. 
like even motherhood, I know nothing. Like I share a lot, but I know nothing. So um, I've really like battled with myself in, in what I should post and what I, what I could post, but maybe shouldn't just yet until I work things out in my own brain. All right, to wrap things up, are there any last pieces of advice that you'd like to give to the dental students out there? I think I always give like this same answer. It's always like everything will be okay, things like that. But I feel like that is also very, very generic. When it comes to dentistry, I think that um, what will help the future generation is keeping an open mind and not doing things the way that you think things are supposed to be done and really to harness that creativity. What I'm finding right now as a dentist is I opened my practice in 2014 and I built a very traditional practice. And now that I have built my social media, I, I know better what I want. You know, when you first become a dentist, you don't know what you want. You don't know how you want to practice. You think that you know, but you don't know until you've practiced a few years and then you realize I want to do things like this. So I've come to this point only recently that I have a model of dentistry that I want to try doing because it makes the most sense for me and Preston and um, maximizes the time that I'm in my office, but I'm having a hard time because I built everything in a traditional way. So I'm noticing that with the advent of TikTok and Instagram and whatever, people are really um, embracing their more creative sides. And so I'm really interested to see how the future generation of dentists use their creativity to expand this profession and bust it out of like this traditional model that we're all used to. So um, I would just say, don't like put yourself in a box. Never put yourself in a box. If I put myself in a box, you know, I would still be like just a small neighborhood dentist, which strip away Instagram. Like let's say Instagram went away. I am just, just a small little neighborhood dentist. But because I have Instagram, I'm able to reach so many more people and I'm able to have like made another income stream for myself. So never stay in the box that, especially the box that other people put you in. Never do that. A big round of applause to Dr. Joyce Palm for sharing her insights about social media, personal branding, and professionalism. Thanks for joining us today on Tooth Untold Podcast. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Embrace your vulnerability take chances, and face the world. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or however you listen to my episodes and give me a rating and a review. It really helps my podcast pop up in the rankings, uh, become more identifiable to people who don't know who I am and what this podcast is about. Uh, It also helps this podcast grow. And I would also really appreciate it if you could like, comment, and follow at Tooth Untold Podcast. Anyways, just like how we end it, stay safe and have a great weekend. See you on the next episode.